Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. You know, we, there's a lot of descriptions out there right now, right? The GBLT community's added an A and a, all, and a variety of other letters. And some people complain about that. And some people say, you know, we all, it's, everybody should have their own place. But the thing that it reflects to me is the reality is we, human beings, are mm-hmm. a huge group of people with this huge differentiations between ourselves where we're also all the same. That is so very true. Very deep and philosophical, very too. Very much so. I'm just watching you here. So deep. That's a great thing to talk about, though. This week on Rod Awakening, the human tapestry, lust cinema, and an even-handed and logical approach. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards or a book, as well as audible excerpts from our MS book, and Zoom discussions with the next one on July 19th. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine day? I'm doing okay. I got a lot of work done today. It is a little warm here in the space, and we are back in the studio at the space doing this recording. In a short amount of time, we will be bringing in Mike from the Human Tapestry Podcast, who's going to uh, talk to us a little bit about the Human Tapestry, what it is that they're doing with their podcast, and a journey of self-discovery. So awesome. Sounds like it's going to be a great time. So, uh, and, and you know why it's so hot in here. I did come in a little earlier and turn on the air, mm-hmm. but the space, it's been voted by the membership not to look at opening until September. Yes, we were planning on having our first party here at the space on July 4th. Um, we live in the state of Ohio, and the state of Ohio said, COVID, not such a big deal. Go ahead and open your doors. We took some steps beyond what they were requiring, but then we went out and put a poll to our members, and our members said, uh, and it was, it was pretty well, uh, it wasn't quite split down the middle, but uh, overall, the members decided that they would be more comfortable if we wait till September, and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So that means the the air doesn't get run as we try to keep our bills as low as possible. So, and uh, so we can keep it going and hopefully ready for opening in September. But it's we'll, really we'll reevaluate. It's funny because the um, I think about a particular city that we know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to you know, mention the city, but um, Pittsburgh Chris is from there. Ah, nice, nice. (laughs) And they used to have, and this I I don't know what the deal is. I haven't been there for years. But years ago, they used to have a dungeon called the Sanctuary. And some of the people didn't like the way that it was run, and they ended up getting it shut down. And then they had to go for a couple years without any play space, Mm -hmm. right? So we're very fortunate that so far here in Columbus, Ohio, we have a play space. Nobody can use it right now, but we are... Our members are continuing to support it and saying, we want to have a play space when all this is done. Right. And uh, so far, um, so far, so far, it's, 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 it's happening. So, so we're yeah. hanging in there. Um, but uh, and like I said, we'll reevaluate come September and maybe we'll be able to open. Maybe not. So in just a little bit, we're going to be talking about the human tapestry. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to be talking about some porn Dawn and I watched. <laughs> um, I guess you would call it porn. We'll get there in oh, just a moment. And yeah. I have... I have some really interesting news about that that you didn't know about that I just figured out. Oh, yeah? And I also have a question of the day that goes like this. Dawn. Yes, sir? When did you know you were Polly? 
And how do you know if you're poly? Like those two separate things. Let's go with when did you know you were poly? Next week we'll handle how do you know if you're poly? So, or maybe it's the same question. It could be. So is it how I knew I was poly? When did I know? And how did I know? Or how do you know yeah, if you're Yeah, it's kind of poly? the same question to me. Kind of the same question. So because I was poly before there was a word for it and before there was a community that I knew about for it. And I just thought I was weird. So um, high school boyfriend, we lived in different counties. We met at a summer camp, lived in different counties, close by, but not super close. And he was dating other girls in high school from his high school. And I thought that was okay. So, and then my friends would tell me that I was a doormat. I was letting him get away with stuff. And that didn't make any sense to me because I wasn't jealous of it. It, it just made sense. Well, mm-hmm. he, we, we couldn't date every weekend because I was the only one with a car. I wasn't allowed to cross county line if my mother only knew. Because, you know, I couldn't, I did it sometimes, but I couldn't get away with it all the time. So it just didn't make sense to me that we should both be home alone when when there was stuff going on. But anyway, so my my friends finally convinced me that I was warped and that I should be jealous and that I was letting him use me. And that cultivated jealousy. And I ended up getting jealous and we ended up breaking up. And we'd been together for a year and a half doing it this way. And then me and the ex-husband got together but I really would have liked to have gotten together with back with the high school boyfriend as well and had the boyfriend and the husband, mm-hmm. right? He was not having that, which fast forward to Ohio. That's why we moved to Ohio because he wanted to get me away from <laughs> said ex-boyfriend, even though I never hooked up with him again, right? right. So then that didn't work out because I kept trying to do adventurous things with the husband and that didn't work out. And then you and I got together and we kind of said, you know what, this is, I, I said, this is who I am. Yeah. I'd like to explore this. I, I would agree that I would say, when did I know I was Polly? When I was 35. How did I know I was Polly? Because you and I got together. We said, we're not going to be monogamous. And so what's our options out there? And we didn't know what our options were. We just knew we were going to be allowed to uh, love and lust other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that same year, that first year you and I together, we we came across a group here in Columbus called Poly Columbus, and mm-hmm. they were that, at that back in those days. There was like five people, and um, we started hanging out with them. We learned the terminology polyamory, and we said, "Oh!" And that was the light bulb moment. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. Do you know what we found? This just clicked in my head. Do you know what we found before Poly Columbus? Swinging call. Church of All Worlds. We did find Church of All Worlds. And that's yeah. where Oberon Zell started Church of All Worlds. It's a pagan church. And um, it was his wife, supposedly, that coined the frame poly, the phrase poly, the word polyamory. And so we were sitting in these gatherings with people that had mm-hmm. kind of the same ideas as we did. And so I think that all kind of happened at the same time. Yeah, I, I we forgot found about Kink Call, World, right. Call, Polly Columbus, and boom, it was just all right there at the same time. And and it was like, oh, this is, this is there's choices. Yes, and and choices and finding and discovery. That's going to be our segue directly into our topic for the day. Um, and we are going to get the. I, oh, I can't wait to tell you this fantastic, <laughs> this cool shit that I found out about this porn we watched the other day. Okay. You're going to dig the hell out of it. Okay, cool. But before we get into there, we're going to bring Mike onto the podcast from the Human Tapestry Podcast. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. So we were talking a little bit before the show started about 
um, what a human tapestry is and why you decided to do this podcast and about a little bit about yourself. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how that developed into, and what the hell is a human tapestry anyway? It sounds like something from that, that Hannibal show oh, that I don't no, watch. no, no, no. She, oh, no, no. She no. puts the lotion on? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> as much as I love those movies, no. Um, no, I'll start there. The human tapestry was actually kind of a recent thing I came up with. Um, this had actually started as a project I did years ago on a YouTube channel that I called Intersections, and the subtitle was Exploring the, Exploring the Human Tapestry of Gender, Sexuality, and Identity. And... I was just trying to come up with something a little more descriptive of it for a title. And I was throwing out all kinds of ideas. I was like, well, we are just a human tapestry and just like a tapestry, you know, you have all the different kinds of threads that come together in different ways and it makes pretty patterns or pictures or things like that. And it's the differences between the threads and everything that makes it beautiful. Just one day looking at my wife and was like human tapestry. And she's like, yep, that's it. So that's how that, that's the end of the story. Um, I actually started, I came out to myself as bisexual really late in life. I was in my forties. And when I did, the first person I came out to outside of my own relationships was uh, the head of the LGBT center here, who is a uh, non-binary person. And it was the very first non-cis person I had ever met. And you know, I had all these preconceived notions of what trans is. I'd never even heard of the idea of not having a gender that wasn't male or female. And through talking to them and trying to identify who I was, I started learning about all these different labels that can be applied. You know, was I pi? Was I pan? Um, all these things. And when I started talking and got into the community, people started saying, well, I'm this because of this. And every person I talked to, if you talk to four different people, that identified as bisexual and said, what is that? You'd get four different definitions. So, and even, you know, I'm finding out even the definition of monogamy changes from person to person. And so it's just kind of through those conversations, how I developed and grew into understanding who I was. And also the more I saw where people tend to just kind of put these labels and just say, okay, you're just this marginalized weird person. You're not cis het straight so you're just weird you're not monogamous you're weird and it's kind of this or that and all those shades of gray all that richness of people and I the more you have those conversations the more you understand people the more you get to know them and the, the richer your experiences and the more we'll be able to just get along so that's kind of how this kind of grew and it's been sitting like I said, I think the last episode I did on my YouTube channel was four years ago, three years ago, maybe. And it's been sitting in the back of my mind to start again. And it just, things just all kind of came together. And here we are. Uh, yep, here we are. Very cool. So I know um, when you say, if you ask four people what a label means, you'll get four different answers. And I know there's been a few people that have tried to, Define those labels, right, for all of us. And I have a little dictionary in my office that was created by a, a well-known leather author. And he says he can't give them away because he tried to define all these labels for people. 
And people look at the labels and go, I'm bi, but that doesn't mean this to me, right? So, you know, it's 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 kind of neat how people self-identify and how they use the labels and things like that. So, yeah. So with your podcast, are does that mean you're going to be interviewing a lot of different people with these different labels or is it more of a talk podcast or what's your plan? No, it's interviews. Um Nice. And uh yeah, basically I it's it's a conversation um, you know, I say interview, but it's really, they do most of the talking so far. It seems to work out that way. Basically, you know, the questions are, you know, how do you identify? What gender identity do you use? What's your sexual identity? Who are you romantic, remot- romantically attracted to? Who are you physically attracted to? How do you configure your relationships? Um, what kind of sexual practices or kinks do you have? And then, you know, the, the, the sparks of the conversation are, what does that mean to you? And what was your journey to understanding that in yourself? And the conversations just kind of go from there. And nice. it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's really neat to have the conversations because I, I always end up learning a lot. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm betting you learn a lot and I'm betting they learn a lot too, because I know if like just listening to the questions you're going to ask, I've been self-aware for or at least working on it for 20 some, 20 some years (laughs) in the communities. Right. And if you asked me those questions, I would have to sit there and go, huh, I don't know that I've completely thought of that. And that would be neat. And it would be neat for the people listening. Yep. And it's pretty fascinating because you look at things like, uh, I know that during the span of the 11 years that our podcast has been on the air, there was a point where I was trying to define the word queer. I wanted Mm -hmm. to have a, a single solid definition of it. And when I thought that I had a definition of it, I ended up getting some negative feedback saying, well, that's not a real definition. That's, that's just what you think it is. And stop trying to define it. The, def- <laughs> the definition itself is a, is a, is a problem. Uh, so it would be fascinating to hear how people, you know, you ask for people what by means and get those four different answers and see what that commonality is. Yeah, exactly. I, and it's funny because one of my favorite interviews I did on the previous one was, um, uh, a gay man and uh in that time it was kind of under a little more structured so i had like these are the set questions and it was always okay you identify as this what does that mean to you and i got to you identify as a cis man what does that mean to you and he just stopped and like just like the it had never occurred to him that it would mean anything mm-hmm. and it was it was really fun to watch that kind of light bulb come on for him and uh, I kind of had that with the um, the first interview dropped, and it was uh, ironically with a, a guy named Dan, uh, <laughs> who's he's uh, one end of a V, and we were talking about what it, how his relationships were configured. But we, somewhere in there, we got a little bit on the topic of monogamy, and he's the one that kind of hit on the different kinds of monogamy that are out there. Like what mm-hmm. what one couple means monogamous is absolutely. You were the only person I ever look at ever. And other couples, it's like, okay, you can be a little flirty, but that's it. Other ones, okay, go look at porn, but don't ever touch anybody. You know, everybody has their own definition of what monogamy mm. is, which is just should be just you think would be standard, but it's not. Yeah, we found out early on it's not standard. <laughs> we had someone play with me and then tell Dan later they were monogamous. And he's like, Huh. What? <laughs> yeah, and, and that ends but up it was being kink play, yeah. Right. And that ends up being that um, 
that personal definition. And mm-hmm. we, like we, I remember we, we played with people where um, it was perfectly acceptable for me to stick my dick in her, but kissing was off the limits, mm-hmm. right? That was, that was yeah. sacred for their relationship. Uh, so, you know, I respected that and I put my dick in her, <laughs> so, you know, being, being a gentleman, I didn't want to do elsewise. Um, so one more question for you, if you don't mind, what is your goal for the podcast, say two years from now, what do you hope to achieve for this? I really want to see this conversation grow beyond just a weekly thing that people listen to on a podcast. I want to see people having these kinds of conversations just everywhere Um, in, you know, in individual conversations on larger, you know, especially I think with the, with the stuff that our country's going through right now with a lot of the divisiveness and things like that, if people could have these kind of honest conversations about who they are and be willing to just break past those shortcut terms and look at the person as a human, then, you know, that's kind of the, the big nebulous goal of the of the thing is just to have this conversation uh the podcast itself i hope i'm just continuing to have cool conversations with people and continuing to learn about them and uh yeah and then like i said i really want to see these conversations not just happening when they're sitting there listening to someone but having them themselves with the people in their own in their own spaces awesome because like you know like the word, the terms are good. Like the labels, I don't want to knock the labels. I'm not one of those labels suck kind of people because they're really good to shortcut conversations. Like, you know, I could sit here and give you five minutes of what my bisexuality is, but if I say I'm bi for 90% of the conversations, that's, that covers it. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to know more, we'll have a conversation about it. it it's, it's funny because recently in the past, Dawn and I on occasion we will either have a partner or somebody in a power exchange relationship where the terminology or even our, our sacred sexuality practice, right? That the label is, um, it slows down the conversation instead of increases it, which you would think it would, it would make it easy, right? You say, Oh, I'm into Tantra and say, Oh good. Now I know what Tantra is. I know everything about you. And the reality is that Tantra is a great example of something that has been, changed over the years to be a much more of a, a, and I don't want to go too deep in because I'll turn it into a rant, but what Americans see in Cosmo magazine is something called Neo Tantra, where some of the tantric techniques might be the same, but it's not what Tantra is. So by having a label be, you know, like you say, oh, I'm a bi male, that is going to, by default, probably put some kind of picture in people's heads of say, oh, you're a bi male. That means this, this, this. Put you in a box. Right. Where yeah. if you said, I am a, um, a phlebotanist, you know, people would, be, would have to pause and go, phlebotanist? I'm not sure what that is. What is that? And you get, oh, now I have an opportunity to explain myself. That's why you started making up words. Yeah. Either, <laughs> either. So, so. Should be a very cool conversation that you're having. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. And uh, let's be uh, blunt with our listeners. I'm looking forward to being on your podcast to talk about our <laughs> yeah. aspects of words and shit. I was going to say, the conversations you had right at the beginning, I'm like, can, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> okay. what I do. Just uh, say, hey, tell me about this. 
Nice. Well, well, Mike, hang around. Just write uh, all that down, and you can just say it again. There oh, we go. yeah. We have no problem with saying the same thing over and over again. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so, Mike, hang out with us for a little bit. And oh, I'm sorry. Where am I going to find this podcast? Uh, you can go to human-tapestry.com. Is the website. Um, we're also on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebooks with this with just Human Tapestry, and. Uh, Spotify, and I actually just got the email today that uh, iTunes has it now. Oh, so fantastic! You get it on Apple Podcasts Good and deal. Google Podcasts is pending. So. And 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 I'll share with you later the other nine hundred and fifty things that are also out there for podcasts. But <laughs> but you got the big ones there. So Mike, hang out with us for a little bit. Well, I finally revealed to Dawn. So Dawn, we've been over the over the weekend. Yes, we sat down. We said uh, recently. I got a. The background is on the old Reddit. Somebody named Erica Lust said, hey, I have a new miniseries called Safe Word, and I'm doing a Ask Me Anything. And we got to watch the first episode of it over the weekend. Yeah, well, we did. And I didn't realize it was the first episode. I didn't realize it was a miniseries. Yes. I thought it was a movie. So with the way it ended, I was like, hmm, okay. So, <laughs> I don't get that piece. Let me read the little thing, Majigger. Okay, you can read the little thing, Majigger. Erica Lust is back with a new Lust Cinema original movie miniseries. I'm not going to try and do it. <laughs> it's been too long since we've done a podcast. And she is giving, so um, Safe Word follows Mona Wales and these other people into the world of BDSM. Right. Um, that's so we ended up watching the first episode. We ended episode. up watching it. So we've actually had a house guest for the last three weeks, so unexpectedly. And um, she went away. <laughs> so we decided to watch some porn. And um, and we gave this a try. We don't usually watch porn together. Once When COVID first started, oh, my God, we set up this our huge TV. We set it up with AirPlay so that we could, you know, do the, the, the kink.com and all this other porn. I think we've watched it once. So we made a point to watch this one. Yeah, but and, it was nice. It was a nice kind of date thing for us to do. Absolutely. And when we talk about it, it and again, the, the, the name of the movie is Safe Word, um, we actually, I reached out, asked them if they'd like to be on the podcast. They said they're too busy. So it's not like they're any kind of a sponsor type thing. No. When we say porn, it is done very skillfully from, it's more of a, it's, it's kind of a romance with explicit sexuality. Yeah. But it's, so it's not like the porn you would get if you go to Pornhub yeah. or something like that, right though, which is, which is the, 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 the bump and grind and, and, and the deep stuff, which is. Cool. Mm -hmm. I've got my porn hub thing going on, but this one was very softer. Um, was there it, any music? I don't remember if there was music. I don't or not. remember either. Because and it was like about the story, but there wasn't a lot of story. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. a lot of script at all. But um, but the dominance really showed through. Yes. So the dominance and submission really showed through. There was only a little bit of actual nudity. I mean, I don't want to give a lot away, but but the girl was, um, she was tied up, but still in her lingerie, still in her mm -hmm. bra and panties. She was not in a bra. She was just in panties and blindfolded yep. and, and gagged. And But the, the way that the top talked to her, you don't usually get that in regular mm -hmm. porn. Regular porn is, take it, bitch, you know, right. <laughs> sort of thing. And, and this was him pulling out. Oh, see, I shouldn't give yeah, too much away. Don't give too away, but ah, on a but high it, level, it was, it was, it was, yeah, very, uh, very erotic. Great camera angles. Great camera angles. Great cameras. Yeah. Just high quality cameras to start mm -hmm. with. 
Um, some of the acting was good. <laughs> One just gonna leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Some of the acting was very good. Um, and later in this series, we haven't seen it happen yet, but Nina Hartley is going to show up in this series, nice. a uh, fairly well-known porn star. Porn star who um, I don't know what her role is going to be because she's not of. She's, I mean, she's been around for a while at this point. I don't know right. if she's going to be actively pointing it up or I don't a know. guide or a mentor or because, whatever. Because she was a big porn star that became an educator. I mean, that's how we've come across her is the events that we teach at. She's been there to teach at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm kind of curious. But you got a smile on your face, so what do I not yes. know? <laughs> so, Don, the movie is called Safe Word, as right? we said. And it stars, uh, as we mentioned, Nina Hartley, Mona Wales is in it, as is Mickey Maud. Okay. Now, Mickey Maud is the, the dominant that you were referring to earlier. Okay. Oh, he was good. Was he good? Was he hot? Yeah. Was he sexy? Yeah. Would you like to watch more of him? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching this movie. I'm looking at Mickey Maud, and I'm like, this dude looks familiar for some reason. Not yeah. like, I, you know, like I've seen him somewhere. And I figured out right now where I've seen him from. Where have you seen him from? He is on the, so about three or four episodes, you and I talked about um, oral sex. Right. And one of the things we pointed out is that Kink Academy, who is our, our current sponsor, has a lot of oral sex videos and blogs to talk about. Aha. Uh-huh. Mickey Mod is on here talking. Oh, are you going to show me a picture? With Rain DeGray, who I don't know. But there, as I turn my little thing, there oh, you go. There nice. he is. Same dude, dude, right? That's the same dude. Yeah. So if you want to go check him out some more, you can head over to the Kink Academy. Uh, this happens to be giving her oral pleasure getting started. Just like he did in that movie, like he, he was eating some pussy. He was. Yes. In a very unique way. Yeah. He referenced <laughs> it on your list of things to try. Yes. So I could see why he would have this unique way of doing things. So, um a shout out to Kink Academy. If you don't want to go watch that movie we were talking about, you want little 10-minute educational clips, you can see the same dude over here at Kink Academy. Search for either Mickey Mod or, well, you can search for oral sex, and there he is. Nice. Apparently he knows what he's doing there. Okay. He looked like he knew what he was doing. She acted like. And that you know what? Maybe that's one of the things that I like about that movie too, Safe Word, mm-hmm. is that I don't know if it's because she had a blindfold on or what, but she was very much, or at least she's a good actress, very much into the whole scene, right? It it, it wasn't like some porn that I yeah. watch where it's people pretending to be able to act. When <laughs> No, she's, yeah, she seemed to be really into it. And that's one of the keys that we talk about for a good scene is mm-hmm. you're engaged in the scene and you're attentive to it, which right. you're right. We see that in a lot of um, adult features, uh-huh. we can see it's, People acting like they're into it versus people that are into it. Right. So, but you know what? Hey, I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I get in front of my computer and I'm working on Excel, and my boss says, "How's it going, Dan?" I said, "Oh, I'm having a great time working on this." But <laughs> I'm faking it, to be honest with you. I don't really care about these macros. As or long these as you're not cups. faking it with me, we're good. Uh, you have a, a pretty clear indicator of. If oh, I am that faking. is true. That's very true. Uh, Mike, are you still there? I am still here. Mike, <laughs> we've been rambling again. If you uh, don't mind, we are uh, getting to the part of the podcast where we talk about uh, three fetishes. And if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you if uh, about one of these fetishes. Okay. And I'm going to flip the tables on Dawn, she thought, and, and you. Uh, Mike, what do you think about porn? And specifically, I'm in a this fan. case, it's, huh, you're a fan. Okay. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> What cool. was the specific? 
No, there's nothing specific. I really didn't have oh. a. I didn't have anything beyond that. Cool. Do you go as far as? Do you subscribe to any of the services, or do you just see what you can find? Like for me, I just dig. I just go through Reddit. There seems to be a lot of stuff posted there. Yeah, I tend to just surf the interwebs for whatever I'm looking for at the moment. So fair enough. Yeah, I'm 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 still too cheap to pay for it. So. So I I, I had the the glass crack on my phone once because I dropped my phone. And I had to take it into the store to get it replaced. But, of course, you can't remove anything that you've been looking at before that because your screen's cracked. So when they gave it to me to let me know it had been fixed, I turned it on, and it was on Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've had um, – in my day job, I have things where I share screens with, with customers sometimes, and I've had um, someone's – was typing something in and their search history. You know, oh, how no. oh. History. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and it didn't bother me any, but they were a little bothered. And then I've like, try to keep my browser history clear whenever I'm going to be sharing my screen, just in case. <laughs> that is pretty smart. Um, so Dawn. Yes. Do you dig the bondage tape? I like the bondage tape. I haven't really, we've, we've switched over to a uh, cling wrap, mm-hmm. the packing cling wrap. But when we first got started, we had the bondage tape. And I know I even tried that with the ex-husband and yeah, I totally flipped him out. But I like how it's uh, like the same size as duct tape, but it doesn't stick to me. So even in that Safe Word movie, he used exactly. bondage tape as a gag. For her, and yep. when he went to pull it off, it just it only sticks to itself. It doesn't stick to other things. So he was able to unwrap her very easily instead of pulling hair yep. like, out of her head. <laughs> like you said, it, the bondage tape it's pretty much the, the same as um, the same size as a uh-huh. roll of duct tape, but like you said, it sticks to itself more like saran wrap. So so it's like, yeah, insta gag, insta handcuffs for a guy insta. like me who doesn't do rope mm-hmm. super easy to, you know, have and be available. I like it. And unfortunately, you have to ask me one now. And oh, I've screwed the notes all up. let's see. Have you now? So that's okay. I'm sure I can think of one. What do you think about electrical play? I don't think about it much at all. I don't no? do... do we, we have any electrical play toys? We had Not a fly anymore. swatter for a little bit. Ooh, don't like the fly swatter. Yeah, you know, I've seen the fly swatter the wand for a little bit. Uh, the violet wand is kind of a different. I, I don't really. It, it is obviously it's an electrical play toy, but I don't really think of it as electrical play. I think of it. I think of, when I think of electrical play, I think about the zappers and the fly swatter and the tens unit, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't do anything with any of it. Not anymore. I miss it. I like the little zappers. I don't like the fly swatter for some reason, and I don't know why. But I love those little two prong zappers. So it's the same fucking thing. I know, but. I don't like the fly swatter for some reason. It's so, something about the, if you don't the, know the strike of it. If you don't know the fly swatter, here's what it is. It's some kind of redneck. It looks like a tennis racket. Tennis. Well, it's a bug swatter. Yeah. Right? So it's a redneck bug swatter, which you can press a little button. I don't know why I say that. I think it's because the way it's packaged. Right. You can press a little button, and it sends an electrical current through the racket part of it. So right. you can zap bugs when you hit them. Oh, so what commonly like people do is they rip off the racket part so you've just got the two leads the two ends and you right. zap people with that and you are some people use the whole 
racket thing, and I don't like that part. So they use it like a paddle, like a zapping paddle, and I, I just don't like that. But um, I do like the two-prong zapper mm-hmm. that we used to have. I've had some hot scenes with that, and I've had a purely electric scene before that was amazing. Hmm. So with, uh, with uh, hmm, probably shouldn't mention his name anymore because I got in trouble the last time I called him what we used to call him on the podcast. Anyway, so, and had a scene with him, and he wore the whole rubber apron oh. and had the old violet wand units. I don't do tens because I have a little heart hiccup that they haven't been able to figure out what it is, so I don't do tens units because those can be dangerous. But it was the violet wand stuff, and those things are wicked. And... Our second, oh my God, 22 years of doing this stuff. So I got all these stories. But our second collaring anniversary, you handed me over to two people that had an old violet wand oh, right that on. had the two yes. leads coming out of it. And um, it was really, really old and, and something had broken on it. So it had the two leads. And I ended up having track marks, yep. little pitted, pitted track marks, little dots yep. all over my body after that. They zapped the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. That was so hot. I like it. It's, it's terrifying. It's edge play for me. I really expected this to be a short conversation. I forgot Sorry. how much experience you have with it. Just because I don't, again, all the way back to the whole poly thing and, and just being open to play with others, I don't particularly have a lot of experience with electrical play. Don't particularly play with it. Doesn't mean you don't have a nice load of stories. I got my stories. <laughs> Recently, uh, JJ Pittsburgh sent in a, uh, JJ from Pittsburgh sent in this awesome octopus tattoo. It was. I just took a look at it. Um, He just sent it in, and um, I'm thinking it's he, JJ. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful black and white octopus tattoo that's, like, right right at pelvis. I mean, it's all all pelvis. It's the top of the thighs, the lower belly, obviously the the genitals. And um, she, oh, it is beautiful. Fantastic-looking tattoo. And what I told JJ is it looks pretty damned uh, painful to me. It does look painful, but that makes it even better. (laughs) And they said they were going to send me some food on boobs speci- specifically for me. They were going to stage something. So I saw that. Let's I'm see what I'm, comes through. Yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm all hungry and shit. <laughs> and um, also I wanted to mention that uh, from the FetLife, we got a, a message from an aerial bird who said that they are a fan of the podcast. And nice. they said that even they really appreciated some of our the way we talk about things. And, quote, even-handed and logical approach you've had. Even with the Gorians. <laughs> it makes you wonder what they think of the Gorians. <laughs> I, I think that perhaps they are Gorians, and I think that's, oh, that they were complimenting okay. us from that perspective. Oh, we keep or, it even-handed instead of judgmental. And we were very fortunate that um, we know we spent some time at a campsite with some people who self-identified as Gorians. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you went back to the archives on the podcast, you'd find that. So we don't have this, it's, 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 if you have the perspective from a mile away, say, oh, that's what these people are like, you know, you have one different perspective. So it's very valuable. And this mic for your human tapestry is going to help as well, right? Same thing. You sit there with people. You say, oh, so you're this thing. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And you actually get to know the person beyond the label. Man, that's fucking, I'm just plugging your podcast all over the place because we just, we're just <laughs> saying it. that's exactly what it's supposed to be. So, and actually we have a, we don't. We don't produce PXS and BTL anymore. We actually had a staff member that identifies as Gorian. Oh, sure did. Yeah, yep. she, she logs into my OWL meetings now. 
Oh, very cool. So it's and the way she looks at it is different than the way other people looked at it. And we um, were going to do a dinner with cords. Remember, I made your robes, and oh, yeah. we were going to do all that with the positions, and and that was going to be pretty neat too. So I don't know if they're Gorian or not. The person that wrote in. <laughs> But we just had a little tangent conversation about it. And if you do identify as Gorian, I would love to get uh, another Gorian podcast episode. So reach out to oh, us. Absolutely. Be on the podcast. The uh, Instagram. Find us on Instagram. Picture of the day. Erotic Awakening. What is the latest picture you posted? I posted a picture today of that beautiful peace lily that's on our porch. Aww. That Master Tony and um, House of Black uh, sent to us with bats passing. Very so cool. Sent us flowers, and it's it's so huge. It's it's out on the porch, yeah, and it's, it's doing fantastic. wonderful. So beautiful piece, Lily. So that's Instagram. I need to come up with some more interesting stuff, and I just don't think of it. it has been, <laughs> it's been long enough that since we podcasted that I'm not sure which button it is. Oh, no. There's the button. Nice. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head on over to the patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at options like this kind of stuff. Extra content. And more. Our next Zoom meeting <laughs> will be July, July 19th. 19th. Oh, now we're going to talk at the same time. That'll be different. At 4 p.m., information will go out to all of those Patreon supporters. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Bye.